Hello and welcome to Main Menu for the week of August 30th, 2013 to September 5th, 2013. I'm Chase Crispin here to host the program this week. David Tanner will be back with you as scheduled next week. But this week we have a very full show featuring all types of assistive technology lined up for you. First, Shane Davidson will be along to discuss the Keysoft 9.3 upgrade for the BrailleNote and VoiceNote products from HumanWare. This release has been out for a few weeks now, but Shane will come along to show you how to upgrade your device for those of you who have not yet upgraded your BrailleNote products. And then he will run through some of the most major new features in Keysoft 9.3, including support for .docx Word documents. Thanks to the Talk Podcast Network, we hear an interview with the Project Ray team working on a smartphone for the blind and visually impaired. Patrick Perdue will interview Project Ray and tell us all about the newest happenings with that smartphone that is getting quite a bit of buzz in the blind community. Tim Cummings will then be along to discuss the Audio-Technica BPHS-1 professional and very high quality headset microphone. And then Jamie Pauls will come along from the Talk Podcast Network, and Jamie will be discussing with Neil from Duxbury the changes in an upcoming release of the Duxbury Braille Translation software. We would once again like to thank the Talk Podcast Network for allowing us to run their interviews from the 2013 ACB convention, and if you would like to find out more about the Talk Podcast Network, you can visit their website at www.serotalk, S-E-R-O, talk.com. And before we jump into the show, we would like to mention that the good folks over at NVDA, Non-Visual Desktop Access, have released version 2013.2 of their free screen reader, and this new version, which is of course free as usual, adds a wealth of new features, most importantly support for Microsoft Excel 2013, and support for the new Focus 14 and Focus 80 displays from Freedom Scientific. There are many other new features and enhancements, so if you're an NVDA user, you'll want to check out their website at nvda-project.org to find out the latest and download the new version. Let's go ahead and get into this week's packed program full of all sorts of assistive technology. We'll see you right back here on Main Menu at this time next week. Have a great week, and for those of you in the United States, have a great holiday weekend. Hello, ACB Radio Main Menu listeners. My name is Shane Davidson from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And this week we will be reviewing and discussing the Brownload Apex, specifically the upgrade from Keysoft 9.2 to 9.3. A really quick note before we actually get into the meat and potatoes of this message. At the onset of this recording, I had to do the upgrade once because they had talked about making some changes to the upgrade process on one of the lists I'm on, and they were unclear whether those changes had been made during the upgrade process, so I had to run the upgrade process once. So what's going to happen is there's going to be one step that is going to happen during the upgrade process that you're not going to hear, and as we get closer to it, I'll tell you about it. But that's not going to change the primary reason for this review. I just thought I'd mention it now before we get started. For those who don't know, let's discuss 
what the Braille Note Apex is. It's a note-taking device. Uh, it comes in either 18 or 32 cell models or voice only. So there's a voice note and a Braille Note. I have the Braille Note Apex 18 cell model. Let me d- describe the Braille Note for you. Let's start at the back left hand side of the unit. I have the unit facing me, so we're going from left to right. We have three USB ports for thumb drives, external thumb uh, hard drives, etc. There are one, two, and three. Next to that is the SD card slot for supporting SD cards up to 32 gigs in size. Next to that are a couple of different lights. I ignore them because you don't need them. Following that, going from left to right, is the video out for the output of video to an external video monitor. And next to that, on the back, is the network interface for connecting a hardwired Ethernet cable for high-speed access to the Internet. Let's go to the left of the unit. From back to front... We have the reset button, the power switch, which is a rocker switch, mic in for an external microphone, headphone out, which is stereo for headphones or a patch cable into a mixer, then the record button for the memo recording, so you can tap it from anywhere to start recording. Along the front, from left to right, are the four thumb keys. On the right is AC out. And the client USB port, which is a mini USB connector for active sync. On the top of the unit is, of course, your 8-dot Braille keyboard, the Braille display, the cursor routing keys above each Braille cell, and a whiz wheel with arrow keys and a push button in the middle. I barely use it, but there it is. And that covers the description of the Braille Note Apex quickly and dirtily. Inside the Brownlet Apex is a 7-gig flash uh, memory for reading and writing files, 128 megs of RAM, and it's built on the Windows CE platform. And this particular model is already running Keysoft 9.3, but that won't harm us in the upgrade process. We need to perform a step, though. I'm going to show you this even though I don't need to do it. Um, I'm still going to show you this, just because if you're coming from anything older than Keysoft 9.2, you need to perform this step first. And as well, take note as well that the versions of Keysoft after 9.2 are completely free. This means there is no longer a need to pay an SMA cost to upgrade Keysoft And this is a change that you all have heard about previously on Main Menu. But this takes effect as of Keysoft 9.3. There is no need to pay. And until December 31st, 2013, you can exchange your SMA credits, $100 per upgrade, paid for, for a discount on any of the Humanware products. Please contact Humanware directly for further information. First thing we need to do is, in this case, we need to install the license key for this 
product to completely install. If you're running Keysoft 9.2, you don't need to follow this step, but if you aren't running Keysoft 9.2, you do need to follow this step, and we're going to follow it as well. This won't harm anything if you've already done it. We need to visit the Humanware License Manager page in order to download our license file. So what we're going to do is, now that I'm ready, I'm using JAWS version 14 on a Windows 7 machine with Internet Explorer version 10. I'm going to go to my desktop with Windows key plus M. Windows M, desktop, folder, view, list, view, studio, recorder. That places us on the desktop. We're going to press Windows key plus R. Windows R, run dialog, type the name of a program, folder, document, or internet resource, and Windows will open it for you. Open, edit, combo, see. And... I push control to silent speech, and we'll type in HTTP, HTTP, colon, slash, slash, license, L-I-C-E-N-S-E, dot humanware, dot com, slash, slash, license, period, H-U-M-A-N-W-A-R-E, humanware, period, C-O-M, and press enter, com, enter, Windows Internet Explorer, welcome page. We've landed on the welcome license page, I'll go to the top with control home, welcome page, hit tab, tab, login page, visited link, we need the login page, we'll press enter, enter, login, humanware, license management, and login, back to the top again with control home, Hit F to jump to the first form field. Combo box, Braille note apex. That's what I want. There are two edit boxes on this page. The first one is for your serial number, and the second one is for your email. Now, with JAWS, for some reason, it doesn't read them as what they are, but I know because I reviewed this page. We'll hit F. Edit. And hit spacebar. Space, forms mode on, edit. We'll punch in my serial number. Num lock on. And hit tab. Tab, edit. And that's my email address. We'll type it. S-A-A-E. Shane at AAAED Shane, your NET. And hit tab. Net tab, login button. And login. Forms mode off. Enter my licenses. No links. My licenses. I'm now on the My Licenses page. Now, depending on what you've got available to you, will depend on what you want to download from here. Uh, this is where they store your authorization key for NLS, NLS Bard. Uh, this that file is stored here. Any previous license files you may have had for, say, 9.1 or, or uh, back farther if you've owned. Other products, you know, the Apex for a long period of time, you may still have those old license files there. But what we want is specific to 9.2. So we're going to hit, uh, in my case, I need to hit R three times. Radio Note Apex number 010197 license. Keysoft version 9.2 English US radio button not checked. That's the Keysoft 9.2 license file radio button. I'm going to hit the space bar, which will check that radio button and refresh the page, bringing up the download and instructions page for installing this license key. I'll hit the space bar. Space, Braille Note Apex number 010197 license, Keysoft version 9.2 English US radio button check, license download page, Braille Note Apex number 010197. I push control. Now, I've seen this so many times, so to be safe, I'm going to press insert escape. It doesn't say anything because of the way my verbosity is set, but I'm now on the license download page. License download page. So this is basically a page of instructions and links to download the license file. So we're going to hit uh, tab. Tab, if you are on the Apex, click here to download your license file link. I'm not, but if you were, you could do that here. Tab again. Tab, if you are using a PC, click here to download your license file link. And I'm going to hit enter to download. Enter. Now, IE10, as you may know or may not know, displays everything in the notification bar. You access the notification bar with Alt plus N. Alt N, open button. We're going to hit Tab. Tab, save, split button. I'm going to hit Down Arrow. Menu, save. And Down Arrow again. Save as. Hit Enter. 
Enter, leaving menus, save, split button, save as dialogue, file name, edit combo, professional English US version 9.201097.hwl. As you can see, it has an HWL extension, so I'm going to hit home. Home. Type in C, C colon, backslash, and press enter. Enter, license download, page, Windows, Internet Explorer. This is a really, really small download, so it should be done by now. Tab, address and search, use shift tab, close button, shift tab, open folder button. Yes, it is done. Shift tab, open split button. So we're going to hit tab, open folder button, tab, view downloads button, tab, close button. The close button. Enter, if you are using a PC, click here to download your license file visited link. And we are done with this page, so we'll hit Alt F4. Alt F4. And you also need the download file for Keysoft version 9.2. That is a rather large download, so we're not going to go through downloading it here. But what you do is you simply go to the HumanAware webpage at www.humanware.com. Click on the support link. Click on the HumanWare Apex link. And follow the links to software. And the page is laid out in such a way where finding the download link for Keysoft 9.2 isn't that difficult. But the first step, of course, is uh, installing the license file. So, do be aware that the instructions always say that you should use an SD card. I don't have an SD card, so you can get away with doing this without an SD card. We're going to do that uh, by placing the files on the root of the flash drive. Now, I'm going to plug my Brownlet Apex into the computer. I'm going to do that by plugging the mini USB cable that I have here into the mini host USB port on the right-hand side of the unit. I apologize for the background uh, high-pitched noise, but that happens because of how the uh, board is set up. Now that that's plugged in, you've heard the noise of Windows doing it. We're now going to go get the file with Windows key, key R. Windows R, run dialog. We'll type in C colon and press enter. C colon, backslash, enter, Windows C smiley, I I hit control to stop it speaking. I'm going to type PROF. Professional English US version 9.201097. That's the file I want. I'm going to press control X to cut. Because I don't need it after that. I'm gonna hit uh, backspace. Computer items view multi select list box. Not that's we're on the computer. We'll hit A. A audio apps. And again. A Apex zero one zero one nine seven. That's what I want. I'll press enter. Enter desktop items view multi select list box. Not selected. Hit F for flash disk. F flash disk. Enter. Enter flash disk items view multi select list box. And we'll now press paste with Control V. Because it's a small file, it won't say anything. Note, the only uh, thing you need to do before connecting to the computer, make sure you either have uh, Windows Mobile Device Center or Active Sync installed, and that's beyond the scope of this review at this point. So we're not even, you know, that's why I didn't mention it in passing. I apologize. Now that the license file is copied to the Brownload Apex, we now need to install it. So what we now need to do is press the reset button on the Apex. I'm going to hit the reset button and watch what happens. On the Braille display, I see starting Keysoft and then the number 10. And as this reset uh, continues, the number will start to climb from 10 all the way to about 70. And then, and then it will go away as the restart cycle continues. So we'll be back just as soon as the cycle is nearly finished. And the reboot cycle is nearing its end. We'll hear the musical chimes here in a sec. And confirmation of the license file installation being completed. One valid license file installed. PSOFT version 930, build 1175. Main menu. That is the license file installation process. That is now completed. The next step is the actual upgrade.
process. That is accomplished by some of the similar tasks, that being downloading the file, copying the file to the Apex's flash disk or to your SD card, and soft resetting the unit in question. And with the modern methods of technology, I have already copied that file to the Brownload Apex. And to begin the installation process, we of course push the reset button. Let's do that right now. And it'll go through a brief rebooting cycle. And that reboot process is now nearly complete and the install shall begin in just a few seconds. Do you want to install Keysoft 930 build 1175? It asks if I want to install Keysoft version 9.3.0 build 1175. I'm going to say yes by pushing Y on the Braille keyboard. Yes. Installing Keysoft 930 build 1175. Please wait. Extracting. And it goes through a five-step process. That's the only interaction that I need to do at this point. It goes through a five-step process. It's well, six, actually, because it goes extracting and then five different steps. So we're going to let it uh, proceed here. You get Braille and auditory feedback as the install process goes on. The beeps let you know that the installation is still continuing without a problem. You must be plugged into AC power for this upgrade to go through successfully. It won't continue if the AC power is not plugged in, but because I'd already had my AC power plugged in because I was charging earlier today, I wasn't prompted to plug it in, but you will have been prompted to plug in the AC power if it was not plugged in. This prevents the battery from dying in the middle of the installation and turning your Apex into a brick. We are still extracting at this point. We'll be right back when we hit step one. Keysoft installer, step one to five. And here we go. As you heard there, we're now at step one of five. One hundred percent. By the modern methods of technology, we'll just speed through this installation process really quickly. One hundred percent. Normally this takes about ten minutes. But we're going to do it in a bit of a quicker fashion. Step one completed. Step two of five. And here's step two. Step two completed. These steps step are quicker. Five. Here's step three. This one takes the longest, so we'll definitely take this and we'll come back near the end of step four. 92%. Step four completed. Step four is completed. Step five of five. And here goes step five. Step five completed. Please wait for reboot. The system will now reboot. And if you're upgrading from 9.2, this is the part where earlier on I said would be a step that you won't see, or that I won't see, but you will. It is the restoring a partition step. Voice note users, you won't see anything on the Braille on your Braille display because you don't have a Braille display. But Braille note users will see at some point during this reboot process that's now occurring, it will say restoring a partitio. That's P-A-R-T-I-T-I-O, and it will then. Restore the partition and finish the reboot cycle, and you'll be right here with us once that process is finished. And the reboot process continues. We'll be right back as soon as that's done. And the reboot process is now completed. Keysoft is now starting. 
installing manual, please wait. Extracting. It's now reinstalling the version 9.3 manual. Installation succeeded. There it is. PSOFT version 9.3.0, build 1175. Main menu. And the upgrade process is now complete. Let's move on to the new features. There are two main new features I want to demonstrate and show you for this release of Keysoft version 9.3. The first major new feature is complete DOCX support for viewing and editing. DOCX is the file format used in Microsoft Office 2007 and above. Viewing DOCX files with complete formatting, etc. is accomplished using the KeyWeb browser. So you have a familiar browser interface to view DOCX documents. A simplified version of DOCX editing is available in Keyword. So let's go ahead and demonstrate DOCX support. I'm going to, first of all, turn on the, uh, the brownout, and uh, just as a piece of info, the Apex is no longer connected to my PC, so... Main menu. It says main menu. We're going to hit F for file browser, or for file manager, sorry. File manager menu. We're going to press B for browse. Drive, press enter for flash disk. That's the, uh, the drive I want. We're going to hit uh, enter. Folder name, press enter for duck 2013. That's the folder I want. I'm going to press enter again on the BT keyboard. List of files in duck 2013 folder. So we need, we need, we're looking for the file. Election and voting procedures 2013.docx. I found that file by pressing the space bar. I use space and backspace to search through file lists. This also applies to surfing through menus as well. We'll hit enter. View or edit this file. We want to view the file, so we're going to hit V like Victor to view the file. That will open it in the KeyWeb browser. Please wait. Please wait. Document. And as you can see... Below our procedures we will be using during our annual general meeting. Star. Our bylaws do provide for the use of proxy votes, whereby one member may appoint another to vote on their behalf at the meeting itself. I accomplished that reading. Reading commands are done with dots one and four with space. Proxy assignments must be received no later than Monday, September 9th, 2013. Nominations for board positions will be accepted from the floor at the annual general meeting. Star. If a resolution included in the AM call is changed substantially through amendments at the AM itself, the chair may choose to disallow proxy votes on the question. Now, in Braille, you are getting full formatting. This document doesn't have a lot of formatting in it, but I am viewing a DOCX file now. I'm going to exit with space with E. Address. Press enter for file. Two slashes backslash. Exit. Election and voting procedures 2013.docx. Now I hit uh, space with E again to bail completely out of the browser. And uh, we need something with a little more format to share that that is available. So we're going to go. We're going to find Guy, proxy, something. Guy, edit this file. Here we go. Here's something with a little more formatting. Please wait. Please wait. Do- and once again I hit uh, V for view. Which opened the document in the web browser. Now, the document I've got open is a financial statement which has bookmarks in it so that people can jump to different segments. Now, those of you familiar with KeyWeb know how to jump between links. It's spacebar. Notice to members. Balance sheet. Consolidated statement of receipts and disbursements. Statement of receipts and disbursements for the general fund. 
Statement of receipts and disbursements for the wellness fund. Statement of receipts and disbursements for the Mary Spice Fund. These are all links, so let's go uh, find a link. Balance sheet. Notice to members. This will be the notice to members link. You can either uh, hit the enter key on your BT keyboard or uh, hit a routing key above a link. We'll hit the uh, routing key this time. Bookmark, bookmark one, period. They're at bookmark one, so let's uh, see what it says. One. Notice to members. Enclosed are the financial statements for guide dog users of Canada for the 2011 fiscal year ended December 31st, 2011. This report has been prepared as a Word document and formatted for easy reading with a screen reader and is identical, except insofar as the formatting, to the official financial statements submitted to the Canada Revenue Agency and retained in the organization's files. This is the the first note available. So as you can tell, all the formatting is available. Let's uh, exit this particular document with uh, space with E twice. Address. Press. Exit. Guide dog users of Canada financial statement 2011.docx. Now, I'm not going to bother, um, we're not going to say this thing, but we're going to show you that you can't actually edit a DOC, DOCX file, noting the fact that the formatting will be simplified in the editor. Let's hit uh, enter. View or edit this file. We'll hit E for edit. Get please, please wait. We got please Review wait. the options. Review the options. I'm going to say no. No. This is a text document. Computer braille is required. Top of document. Guide. Guide Dog Users of Canada 2011 Financial Statements Members Edition. And this is the Members Edition of this document? One. Heading level one is the bookmark number one. One. Enclose the order. There are you seven can, parts to these financial statements as follows. You can navigate through this. This notice to member. The balance sheet. A, consu- a statement of receipts. And- I'm just quickly surfing through it with dot four. And it's true. We can edit. We'll type in. T. H. S. S. I. S. A. A. N. New line. And as you can tell, you can edit Word document, Word, Microsoft Office 2007 documents. I'm going to abandon this by pressing backspace with Q. Lose changes. Sure. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Abandoning keyword. Guide dog users of Canada find. And that abandoned the edit. As you can tell, you can now view and edit DOCX files in their entirety. The next major change are these security dialogues you used to get on pages like Bookshare and NLS Bard. I will demonstrate Bookshare. Let's uh, return to the main menu by pressing a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 with the spacebar. Main menu. And I'll hit I for internet. Address. Press enter for www.humanware.com slash keyweb. We don't want that. bbcbookshare.org.url What we want is... List of favorites in my favorites folder. I got that by hitting the spacebar, so I'm going to hit spacebar. bbc.co.uk.url, bookshare.org.url. That's what we want. We'll hit enter. Connect using which configuration? Press enter for default Ethernet configuration. That's not what I want. I'm going to hit the spacebar. Rogers wireless modem and only. That's the Internet connection I want. I'll hit uh, enter. Please wait. We get please wait. And the progress tones... And a percentage reading on the Braille display as well, which has now disappeared. Definitely connecting to the network. This takes a minute. Hang on a sec. Accessible books and periodicals for readers with print disabilities. Bookshare. Accessible books for individuals with print dis... I hit backspace in order to stop that. There's Bookshare for you. It's now loaded. Bookshare home. Forgot password. And what we're going to do is show you... 
Uncheck Remember Me. Forgot password. Uncheck Remember Me. Check. To check that box by hitting a writing key above the, above the uh, checkbox. Password. Email. Text input. This is the login form. Let's type in my S- information. Cap. Shane S. H. Penny. E. Shane E. Password. Start. 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 And we'll go. Check your login button. We want to log in, so we'll hit enter. Click. Gonna please wait. Please wait. Accessible books and periodicals for readers with print disabilities. Search title, author, first name, last name. I got that by pushing dots four, six in the spacebar to jump to the next form field. What used to happen is you get a whole bunch of security dialogues throughout this experience. You don't get this now. Even searching, you no longer get these security dialogues. So let's hit a, hit the routing key above the edit box. That'll put me in the edit box for editing my business. Let's type in uh, Harry space Potter. That's H-A-R-R-Y space P-O-T-T-E-R. H-A-R-R-Y Harry P-O-T-T-E-R. And we'll hit uh, enter to search. Please wait. Search results. Bookshare. Accessible books for individuals with... I hit enter and backspace to stop speech. And there is the search results page. Let's go find them. Shane Davidson's taskbar. That's not what I want. Search type. Search button. Sort order. Selection list. By relevance. There we go. We're now down to the search results. Added. Rowling in. K. Here we go. Rowling interview. New chapter and photos. K. Rowling. Selection list. BRF. Download button. And here is the selection list for the download. Add the bookshelf. As you can tell, these security dialogs you used to get in Keysoft, you no longer get with Keysoft version 9.3. Another spot I noticed security dialogs coming up was in the download of Bookshare books. Let's go ahead and uh, try and download one now. I'm going to hit uh, .46 in the spacebar. Search title, author, first name, last name, or ISBN. And that's where I want to be, so we're going to type in the... Confession. And we'll hit enter. We get please wait. Please wait. There it goes. Search results. Bookshare. Accessible books for individuals with print dis- I hit enter in backspace to clear it. Now we're going to go search by form field. Search title. Up. Search button. Sort order. Selection list. By relevance. I scan by form field by pressing dots 4, 6, and the space bar. Authors. Results per page. Selection list. 25. Go button. Added. Action. The confession. John Grisham. 20,105 slash 24 slash 12. Selection list. That's what I want, so we're going to go to the selection list. And it says... Selection list. BRF. That's what I want. Download button. So we're going to hit the download button. Click. Please wait. Download file into which folder? Press enter for downloads. 
And for this case, we're going to say yes to downloads. And normally you'd get a security dialog here, but let me show you that you actually don't. We're going to download this book by hitting enter. Download file name. Press enter for the confession. Shane Davidson, DRF. Computer Braille is required. That's fine. We'll hit enter. Download complete. Please wait. Search results. Bookshare. Accessible books for individuals with print disabilities. And there we go. That demonstrates that security dialogs are no longer present. Now, let me show you one other thing they've changed in KeyWeb. If you go to a site that has a mobile version, that site automatically loads. One good example of this is the Facebook website. Let's uh, hit uh, dots one five on the spacebar. Address. Press enter for HTTPS. We'll hit uh, enter and backspace to pause, stop speech. We'll type in www. Dub, 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 period. Facebook. Dot com. Facebook, period. And we'll hit enter. Com. Again, please wait on the both way. Please wait. Welcome to Facebook. Now. Create account. This is the email or phone. Text input. Mobile site. You can tell that if I go to the bottom. Bottom of page. Facebook copyright. English US. Grandcase Canada. Help center. Forgot pass. Create new account. New to Facebook. So you can log in button. You can tell this is Text the input. mobile site. Password. Because it's not very busy. Text input. Why don't we go ahead here and log in? Cap. Shane at. Shane period. Password. We want that, so we'll type in the password. Star. 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 And hit enter to log in. Please wait. Remember browser. Now, because I've got security enabled, uh, I get to remember browser screen, so we're gonna... Press save browser. That's fine. Unpress continue button. Wait, continue? Click. Please wait. Facebook. And the Facebook loads. Now... If I exit, you'll see I went to the mobile site. You'll see that www.facebook.com redirected me to the mobile site. If I put space with E. Address. Press enter for HTTPS. Two slashes m.facebook.com. M.facebook.com. Mobile.facebook.com. That is another thing that has been changed in Keysoft 9.3. And that'll about do it for this segment of AC Radio's main menu. Uh... We've covered installing Keysoft 9.3. We've covered it in detail, showing you how to install the product key, then how to actually perform the update. We showed you the DOCX support for both viewing and editing, and the major couple of internet changes that come to Keysoft 9.3. For ACB Radio's main menu, I'm Shane Davidson. I'm David Tanner, your host here on Main Menu. 
And I'm just coming to you today to remind you that we are always looking for folks to provide more information for us as to what they would like to hear on Main Menu. We are interested in knowing what you are interested in and would like to hear on Main Menu. And we're also interested in having people present technology information and presentations on Main Menu that you may like to present yourself. If you are interested in presenting a presentation for us on Main Menu about some technology that you know about and think our listeners would be interested in, we'd love to hear from you if you have ideas that you'd like for someone else to cover, but you have the idea, but you're not so sure whether you can cover it or not, but you'd like to have someone on Main Menu cover it. Again, we'd love to hear from you and hear your comments and suggestions. There's a number of ways you can get a hold of us here at Main Menu, and the probably easiest way is to come to http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org and you'll find a comment place there on the website where you can leave us a note, give us your contact information, give us an email address is probably the best way to give us information on how we can get a hold of you. And someone from our staff Either Chase or myself will get back in contact with you and get your information and see what we can work out. Again, that address is http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Here at ACB 2013 Convention Conference, this is Patrick Perdue for the Sarah Talk Podcast Network, and uh, we're sponsored this year by HIMSS. Thanks, HIMSS, for bringing us this coverage, and I'm here with Boaz from Project Ray here at the booth. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you, Patrick. How are you? I am doing quite well myself. So what is this all about? I've heard quite a lot about it lately, but I haven't actually seen it in action. Okay, uh, Project Ray is a smartphone that is specially designed for use by uh, blind and visually impaired people. It's uh, designed to work for those people who find the iPhone or standard Android device okay. a bit too complicated and uh, not common. There are too many applications, each of them has different uh, UI interface and different concept. And what we have try- are doing is uh, providing uh, a common interface across all of the function uh-huh. of the smart device. Okay. The gesture that you have is very simple. Everything is predictable and it's located in one position. Yeah. And the entire interface is made out of uh, three different uh, screens. The first of them is a menu uh, around your touch point on the uh, touch uh, surface. You have eight different options. Mm-hmm. Choosing one, uh, you usually move to a list, and in a list you can choose anywhere between uh, zero to infinite number of items. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire device is made of a uh, different list. We have contact list, we have book list, we have recording list, we have appointment list, and all of them uh, behave uh, in a similar fashion. You just slide your finger on the touch screen okay. and all of the different items are moving under your finger one at a time. 
once you choose the items that you would like to work with, you lift your finger and then you go to a management screen that gives you the options or the activities that you can do with the item. Usually it's anywhere between three to eight different options mm -hmm. related to the type of item you work with. For a contact, you can uh, dial, an, you can call, you can uh, send SMS, you can record a note on it and so on. Uh, for a book, you can listen to it, you can see the chapter list, uh, and so on. So basically everything has its own set of submenus, and it's all sort of hierarchically arranged in a very simple interface. Is that, is that pretty much how it works? It's a simple interface and, most important, predictable interface. Okay. You know exactly where to find everything and how to do everything after uh, 15 minutes of training. Okay, so this is running on this phone here? Uh, yes, it's running on the phone. It's an off-the-shelf Android device that okay. we enabled with our software. Mm -hmm. uh, once you are working in our mode, it's a very closed environment, but it's a very predictable one, and there are no surprises. Everything is working with our interface. Okay. However, uh, from our system, you can invoke a number of Android applications that you configure into it, yeah. or completely move into an Android mode, and over there you are in a standard Android uh, 4.1 and 4.2 environment. Okay, so what does it use for the underlying technology? Does it actually read all the stuff in a native Android interface? Or do you have to rely on another screen reader for that? It's a combination of uh, pre-recorded uh, static uh, uh, messages that we put in the application. Uh -huh. Basically, all of the static menu items are pre-recorded. Okay. All of the dynamic uh, items, like reading the email, reading the names, and so on, are uh, text-to-speech. And uh, we rely on the standard text-to-speech uh, capability of the Android. If user would like to change and use another text-to-speech engine, they are well, welcome to, so to do so. Okay. So, I've heard a lot about the push to get this in America. How's that going, and who are you partnering with to do that? We partner with uh, Odin Mobile, odinmobile.com. Okay. Uh, they are uh, MVNO working with T-Mobile, and they have generous enough to support uh, the cause and to actually subsidize the service and the device for visually impaired people. They start the service at the end of July, and uh, all of the information is available on their website, odinmobile.com. Okay. And uh, I'm assuming that, given the nature of this project, I'm assuming you are mostly aiming for people that either don't necessarily want to use a smartphone, but pretty much don't really have much of a choice. It's kind of hard not to these days. Or don't necessarily want this, you know, the advanced nature of something like an iPhone. Exactly. By the way, we believe that if a person is able to work and feel comfortable working with iPhone, this is a better choice because it provides a very wide range of capabilities. However, for those people who find it a little bit too difficult to cope, and to those people who are, uh, stay with a, a simple feature phone and uh, are not uh, getting the advantages that a smartphone can provide to them, this is a product for them. I would like to add one more note. The device is connected to the Internet at all time, and it comes with a range of capabilities for remote support, which, again, provide a very uh, high level of confidence and enable people to be independent, but, again, at any time, uh, ask for help and get the help from remote on any aspect of the usability of the device, including visual assistance, for example, okay. uh, that uh, can help you navigate better and work better 
So that's that's a remote service that you provide? Yes. Awesome. That's something that is starting to catch on. More more people are taking advantage of, of remote services for things like that. That's very uh, cool you're, to see. You're right. If I'm looking at iPhone, you have the application to provide a remote service. Yeah. Skype and so on. Yeah. But uh, when you deliver it in our, uh, when we deliver it in our system, everything is uh, working uh, together and integrated one into the other. So it's a complete ecosystem and a full service that make the use of Skype-like application yeah. uh, easier for the blind user and for the family members working with him from remote. Yeah, that makes sense. That's actually pretty cool. So. By default, when you load this on your... I'm assuming you can either buy a phone with this preloaded or can you actually get this as a, a separate piece and install it on your own phone? Uh, How's this uh, going to work? N- not exactly. It's an a application like remote support, screen sharing from remote and so on, are things that uh, you can't really do, not on iPhone and not on Android, as an application. Okay. You have to do it as a system-level software. Okay. So we enable our software to run on specific device, and we ship the device together with the operating system, uh, mod- modified operating system that we built. Well, that makes sense for a more consistent experience, I guess. Uh, this is a must. It yes. mean, uh, there is no way to do what we are doing as an application running on top of any device. Okay, that makes sense. When you use this device, what does it use for TTS by default? By default, we use in the US, we use the, the built-in text-to-speech that is available in Android. Okay. But again, you can configure any text-to-speech engine in foreign languages, in selling it in Europe, in the Arabic world. We use a cappella. We use, but we open it for everybody to use any, any, any engine that they like to. Okay. We are trying to use as many standard capabilities uh, that are provided by Android. For example, the, the system is enabled by speech recognition. That is an Android uh, off-the-shelf capability. The system can support Braille display using the Braille-based capability of uh, Android. We also, in order to increase the exposure and to provide more services, we team up with uh, uh, other vendors that provide their own application on top of our device. For example, our uh, customers can enjoy Audible uh, oh, nice. book reading and get a discount from Audible uh, for using it, and we enable it w- using standard Audible application configured to work on the same device. If you are looking for Bookshare or uh, other uh, source for uh, book reading, uh, we put here the uh, uh, application for Android book reading application and so on. So there there is a combination of our application and uh, partners that we work with in order to provide really a comprehensive and a full range of services for uh, required by blind users and we are open for more suggestions if you have application if you have capabilities that you would like to add or to advise uh, we will be happy to put it on the device very nice well i'd like to thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to us about project rates uh, very interesting to a lot of people that i've heard it's, it's one of those things that comes up and most people either haven't heard about it or have heard about it but don't know much about it. So let's see if we can change that a little bit. Okay. Make so it a little bit more. I, I would say that uh, more information uh, is available in uh, projectdashray.com on our website. Yes. And uh, we, will, uh, we are here to get help, to help and get help. 
So uh, we are open for any suggestion for people that would like to write software to ride on our platform. We are looking for people that develop games, interactive games. We believe that this is a very important uh, capability that we have to add and we will be more than happy to work with anybody that can support us in this. We are open for the community to work with us on this platform. All right. Well, wish you all the best of luck. It sounds like a pretty interesting project, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Okay. Thank all you right. very much. All right, Boaz. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. For the Serotalk Podcast Network, I'm Patrick Perdue. If you're interested in providing feedback about Main Menu, chatting with all of the members of the Main Menu staff, and be able to communicate with a large number of Main Menu's listeners, you might wish to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list. To subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, you can send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in conversation about Main Menu on Twitter by following at Main Menu or visiting our Twitter page at www.twitter.com slash main menu. Hi there, Main Menu listeners. This is Tim Cummings, and I'm here today with another microphone review. This is the Audio-Technica BPHS-1 broadcast headset microphone. You might be wondering, why would you want to use a headset microphone? Well, of course, it's it's very nice uh, when, you, when you're using Skype, for example, or something like that, or in any application where you want to have your... Uh, hands-free and you don't want to worry about microphone positioning if you're in a situation where you're going to be moving around for some reason or whatever, it's nice to use a headset microphone. This Audio-Technica microphone, headset microphone, is a professional microphone. It's the kind that are used by sportscasters, use these a lot. Let me describe it to you and uh, along the way I'll give you the specifications as well. It's got a closed back set of headphones, so they these are the headphones that go over your ears and seal out all the surrounding sounds. They're very comfortable. The headphone frequency response is 20 to 20,000 hertz. The microphone response is 40 to 20,000 hertz, and the microphone is a dynamic microphone, cardioid dynamic microphone. Cardioid meaning that it picks up sounds directly in front of the microphone. It's not technically noise canceling, but will pick up sounds best in front of the microphone. So if you're in a situation that's a pretty noisy situation where you've got a lot of background noise, this is a nice headset to use in that type of situation. The headphone impedance is 65 ohms. The microphone impedance is 560 ohms. The weight of the headset is 264 grams. 9.3 ounces. The boom for the microphone comes down on the left, is on the left side of the headset. So the microphone is on a boom and on a little gooseneck. So you can move it in many different directions in order to put it in the best possible position for recording. On the left side of the headset, there is a cable which comes out of the headset. The cable is 10.8 feet long, or 3.3 millimeters long. On one end of the cable is an 8-pin connector, 
which plugs into the headset itself. And there's a little screw. Once you plug the cable into the headset, there's a little screw that you then tighten so that the cable won't come out which is very nice. At the other end of this cable, you have two connectors. One is a male XLR connector, a three-pin XLR connector, and the other is a quarter-inch plug for plugging into a headphone jack, for example, on a mixer. You really have to use this microphone headset with a mixer to plug it into your computer, either a mixer or a USB interface, but I've had this microphone headset for quite a while. I like it very much. Uh, we use it for the Cooking in the Dark program on ACB Radio, and um, the only comment, I, the only other comment I have about it is that you may find that you may have to turn your mixer con- volume controls up, your regular volume control and your trim control up a little bit in order to get enough audio uh, for recording purposes. I've got this running into my Mackie mixer, and I've got the regular volume control at about 3 o'clock and the trim control at about 3 o'clock, and that works fine. You can also, if you're doing recording, obviously you can normalize the recording later in your software. But this is the, again, this is the Audio-Technica BPHS-1 broadcast headset with microphone, boom microphone. It costs about $200. It's available from places like um, Broadcast Supply Worldwide, Uh, But you can also find it on Amazon.com. It's uh, very robust, very well made, very comfortable to wear in terms of wearing for long periods of time. You know, you can move the microphone up out of the way and just use the headset itself, and it's very comfortable and and it's uh, very nice to use um, as a headset. This, again, the Audio-Technica BPHS-1 broadcast microphone headset. For Main Menu, I'm Tim Cummings. Main Menu. On the floor at AECB 2013, I'm visiting with Neil here at Duxbury, and that's one of those names that the blind community is quite familiar with, and I think that's a good thing for you guys. Neil, what are you all excited about this year at the convention? Oh, well, the most exciting thing uh, is our upcoming releases, actually. Our current release is 11.1 Service Release 4. Uh, we'll be coming out with 11.2 soon, and we will be coming out with a DBT Macintosh release uh, soon. So both of those will be coming out uh, certainly before the end of the year. We are offering a show discount to any ACB attendees who are hearing mm-hmm. uh, this, and they can come by the booth, and that discount code will be a 20% discount for single-user license and updates to single-user licenses. And it's good through the end of the month. So if you don't have your cash or credit card here, it's no problem. Uh, they good. can call that in. Okay. Uh, great strides, no problems with uh, Windows 8 through XP. We handle over 137 languages now. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, that means in their native file formats as well as other file formats. Okay, excellent. Well, I know that many people are going to be excited about the Mac release. Um, a lot of Mac users out there, so that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to us. I'm uh, overly anxious for it <laughs> I'm sure. to be able to distribute it already. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming that not only for embossers, but like maybe if you had a refreshable Braille display and so, or something and you just wanted a really good formatted Braille, you might could use it for that. Although I suppose it's probably more for hard copy Braille, right? Well, it's more for the preparation for hard copy okay. Braille. So we see a lot of people uh, using it for personal use. 
but then also using it to send Braille files to other people. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and you also, you know, it is a networkable uh, program, mm-hmm. so you can have the network version, so anyone on that network can utilize it. Okay. Um, and there are multi-seat versions as well as others, and they're localized versions. Uh, but we're finding more and more interest, actually, both in the U.S. and obviously outside of the U.S. in some of the languages. And uh, it's been sort of a big surprise to us how much interest, for instance, uh, there's been in Hindi and Mandarin Braille production inside the U.S. Oh, wow. That is uh, interesting. You know, so it's never boring. <laughs> no. And then, of course, uh, there's the oncoming UEB, which is already built into the program as well. So right. People can, you know do things both uh, for BANA and for according to UEB and just view the differences for themselves. Okay. Excellent. So what's the best way to get a hold of you and to learn more about uh, what Duxbury is up to? The best way is either uh, visiting the booth, of course, here at ACB, booth number 48, or emailing us at info, I-N-F-O, at duxys.com. And that's D-U-X-S-Y-S dot com. And, of course, then we're available by telephone as well, 978-692-3000, and on the web at uh, DuxburySystems.com. Very good. Well, thank you for taking the time to visit today, and I know a lot of people will be checking out the new release that is coming up. Do you have any idea when that should be out? I'm saying the end of the year. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. So I was hoping for about a month ago, but uh, we want to get it right before we release it. Okay. Reporting for the Saratot Podcast Network, I'm Jamie Pauls. That will conclude this week's edition of ACB Radio Mainstream's Main Menu. We hope that you have enjoyed the program and that it has been helpful to you. If you have any suggestions about this or any other Main Menu program, or if you have ideas for things you would like to hear on Main Menu in the future, please get in contact with us. You can find all of our contact information on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. On behalf of David Tanner and the entire Main Menu staff, I'm Chase Crispin. 